Hello, I'm back. I'm back finally. I haven't done anything on here in, I think, just over six months. I've been, I've been away. I've been busy. I've been existing. So sorry about that. But um, I'm back, and today I'm talking about Top Gun Maverick. Went to see it yesterday, and for once, I'm talking about a current film, which is yay! It's just wonderful. And this film, let me tell you, this film is flawless let me just get that out of the way this film is absolutely amazing the best cinema experience i have had probably since endgame so probably the best since the pandemic really and in my screening of endgame people clapped i've never experienced that people actually clapped so to say it's as good as that is saying something it really is a film that's made for the cinema you can see why tom cruise wanted to delay its release so it could actually be released properly in the cinema so um yeah it's just a really good film it looks like it was shot in the 80s and just like updated with modern technology it it just it really looks and feels like an 80s or 90s because 90s action movies really had the same feel as 80s well some of them but um but yeah it's just it really has that feeling that just old-fashioned entertainment feeling and it's just brilliant joseph kaczynski was the perfect choice to direct this film he's done uh, a sequel to a classic 80s film before he's done a tom cruise film uh featured a lot of aviation and stuff like that you remember oblivion had all that that spaceship that acted like a plane and um and then he did only the brave the firefights film working with an ensemble cast um getting the feel of how that works, how you deal with that many actors like in this film and where he found what seems to be his favourite leading man at this point, Miles Teller, who was in that film, this film and his next film coming out on Netflix in June, which is coming out so soon because of the massive delay of Top Gun. Don't forget, it should have come out two years ago. And it's worth the wait. I'll say that much. It really is worth the wait. It's a fantastic film. And... um, it's got everything you'd expect from Top Gun, but then with the added excellence of modern technology and all Tom Cruise has learned in the last 30 years, and uh, just a brilliant film. So let's talk about the cast. So, obviously, Tom Cruise, the star of this film, he's great. I don't need to tell you that. He's been great for the last 30 years. Tom Cruise just does what Tom Cruise does, and you just have to accept it these days. You know, he's... Probably the most famous, I'm going to say, suicidal maniac in the world. I mean, what this man does in terms of jumping off of cliffs, climbing buildings, flying planes, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you do have to wonder if the man slightly has a death wish. Um, But he has, in recent years, cemented himself as somewhat of an action star. You know, in the last 20 years, the Mission Impossible films, all of that. Not to say he's not still a dramatic actor, I think that is why his action films are so great is because he's brought that dramatic actor side of his acting style from his early career and combined it with absolutely professional level stunt work and so you get this great actor who's also a great stuntman it's you know it's a winning combination for action films but i dare say that this new top gun has given tom cruise his hardest challenge in terms of acting in years like, there's moments in this film 
where Tom Cruise just gets an amazing amount of emotion out of the script and out of his character. And it's not to say that he hasn't done that before or is incapable of that in any way. It's just it hasn't been seen, I don't think, on this level from Tom Cruise in quite a while. He's really playing someone. We've been given the opportunity to play someone who is still grieving, still in pain, and it just, it really comes through. Obviously, if you've seen the first Top Gun, it's not really a spoiler because it's 30 odd years old now, but spoiler warning if you haven't seen the first Top Gun. Obviously, Goose's death weighed heavily on that film. And I've seen a couple of people say that this film brought emotion out that that first film didn't. And, and I think the death of Goose in that film turns a very fun, you know, sort of happy-go-lucky film into a very emotional almost drama for a minute do you know what I mean it just it, it just it really gets a lot of emotion out of the audience of Goose's death and yeah everybody's going to remember the I don't know the shirtless volleyball and all the dog fights and stuff but I think people also remember that everybody remembers Goose everyone remembers that he was the nicest guy and he died in a horrible way and it's very sad and what that meant for the film this film capitalizes on that amazingly that emotion that's only present in maybe the second half of Top Gun due to that event, is here from the very first minute of Top Gun. Well, Top Gun Maverick, the sequel. Um, yeah, and we get Miles Teller playing Goose's son, and he looks exactly the same as Goose, which when I saw the trailers, I thought that might be a problem, might be hard to get past, but it's very clear when you watch a film, he's trying to emulate his old man and become as good or greater of a pilot than his dad was. And he wants nothing to do with Tom Cruise's Maverick, which is just a brilliant emotional, I, I don't know, it's a brilliant emotional facet of this film. It's just brilliant to see this man try to train this guy who he doesn't actually want to train because he doesn't want him to go away and fight because he cares about him too much. And it's, it's a very hard... A line for him to walk how do you hold this man back without actually losing him you know do you lose him on the battlefield or lose him in the real world when he stops talking to you do you know what I mean it's it's a very good emotional um question that the film poses uh right near the start and it's really what the whole film is about and uh, and it's all the better for it it really is everything that Cruz and Christopher McCrory, who still uh, wrote at least a draft of this script, um, everything they've learned over their last few Mission Impossible films and all of that just comes into this film. The emotion balanced with the action, balanced with the fun and the humour. It's just, it's all there. And just tonally, this film is almost perfect, really. It just, it's such an engaging watch. And, you know, not one bit of the film is a lull or makes you sort of go, <sighs> it's just the whole thing is not on the edge of your seat, but the whole thing is engaging. It really is in several different ways. And then once you get to the third act, which is very different actually to the first Top Gun, which it needed to be. And of course, I won't spoil how, but it's in a specific way. It becomes very different to the first film. And it's, again, all the better for it. The way Joseph Kosinski has cut together these uh, aerial dogfights is as brilliant as Tony Scott did it. I mean, when some films can show you two blokes fighting in a room 
and you can't tell who's coming from where and who's hitting who and it just it makes no sense and then these guys are filming most of the time for real planes traveling about 300 miles an hour doing loop loops and all of this stuff and you can always tell where everyone is what's going on you know get the plot get the emotion where the characters are where they physically are you know everything it just it just worked really well and that's what struck me about the original film the way tony scott helmed those sequences was absolutely amazing and they've brought that to this film if not better it. and that really sums up the whole film really it's what you would expect from a top gun sequel and a bit more it is as good and a bit more you know what i mean it, it's just they could not have possibly made a better sequel to that classic film and they might have actually quite possibly um bettered it in some ways so yeah and also um there is a wonderful tribute at the end of the film to tony scott who tragically passed away a few years ago he was supposed to make this film this was supposed to be his next film and of course that never happened and to see that they're still honoring the memory of one of the greatest action directors ever is um is really sweet you know in terms of bums on seat action there really was no one better than tony scott to entertain you and enthrall you and this is this is just a perfect legacy for him and also to see val kilmer back as well i mean you know when was the last time val kilmer was in a big film to see him back and it's it, obviously he's been suffering with i think it might be throat cancer i'm, I'm not actually too sure but he's he's been suffering uh with with that and the way it's handled in the film is just beautiful and Val Kilmer bless him he can't really talk he can't do too much due to his real life illness but he gets so much out of what he's got and seeing him share a scene with Tom Cruise really does cement this as a sequel to the original film you feel the years that have passed it doesn't feel like one of them sequels where you just pop up in the second one. You don't really know what they've been doing in between the two films. You really feel that lives have been lived in between these two films. And it's all just done brilliantly on, on, that, uh, on that front. Just a quick word to, uh, to the rest of them. You know, the new pilots are great. You know, they're just, uh, they all sort of fall in a way into similar categories as uh, the sort of side characters from the first film. But much more fleshed out, much more in-depth, much more diverse, which is also great to see. And, um, you know, because why not? You know what I mean? It's, you know, if they're all muscly blokes that look exactly the same, you know... It's, it's just great to see that. And um, and what else? And Jennifer Colony as the uh, love interest. You know, she doesn't get much screen time. And I won't go as far as to say she's underwritten because um, she isn't. But she really does get a lot out of that character, possibly even more than is written. But that's just because Jennifer Colony is a great actor. John Hamm demonstrates here why he should be in more films after... Babe Driver and this and a couple of others, he's really cemented himself as a, just a great go-to actor. And also to talk about the music, I always like to do that because I'm a big fan of film music and I'm especially a big fan of Hans Zimmer. I went to see him in a concert earlier this year, which was amazing at the O2 Arena in London. Just, um, I, He's just one of my favourite artists in general. I just think the man's a blooming genius. Um, he doesn't do too much on this soundtrack a lot of the heavy lifting is left to harold flattenheimer 
from the original film, who of course also did Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, he apparently retired many years ago, and this film's actually brought him out of retirement. So I think that's quite sweet to you know get back the original band sort of thing. Lady Gaga is on every uh, track, apparently, but I don't entirely know what she did. She doesn't sing on them, so she must have done something musically. Um, she probably did quite a lot, but you can't really hear her influence. The influence you can hear is Hans Zimmer. There's some moments in this film, there's some uh, notes that just sort of just get you on the edge of your seat, just grab you like, oh, something's happening, you know, shit gone down, like, what's going on? You know, and that is, that's very Hans Zimmer there. And it kind of sounds like 90s Hans Zimmer, like back in the day, like the rock vibes Hans Zimmer, you know what I mean? Like classic action Hans Zimmer, which is, is great to hear. But mainly this is a Harold Flattenheimer score, I would say, which is just brilliant because the man hasn't worked in years and he did some absolute classics. But, um, but the music really does work for the film, even the Lady Gaga song, which I wasn't too keen on. I'm kind of hating on Lady Gaga here, but I do like her. She's all right. But um, but yeah, as a, the film she made for Top Gun, it didn't, you know, blow my skirt up. It wasn't, you know, it didn't have the same feel as Take My Breath Away or Danger Zone or any of them classics from the original film. But when you watch it in the film, it really does work. I think that's what Hans Zimmer does. He, not that he had too much to do with it, I assume, but um, but I would have thought he'd have had something to say about it. Um. But it really does, where it's placed in the film and where it's played in the film, it really works for it. So it's one of them, a bit like uh, Spectre with the Sam Smith song. I didn't really like that until I saw it in the film and then it made sense to me. You know, it's um, it has its place there. Also, the use of music itself was actually really good. Like I saw a couple of days before going to the cinema to actually see this film, um, The Great Balls of Fire was on the soundtrack performed by... Miles Teller, who, by the way, I'm pretty sure I've already said it, but it's probably my best performance ever from him. But performed by him, Goose's son, the same as Goose in the original film. You think, oh, God, they're going to do everything exactly the same. And then when you watch it in the film, obviously I won't spoil it, but it's completely different to how that same song is used in the original film. It makes complete sense that it would pop up again. And the way it's used is so good, so different, and really gets something out of the moment that's just incredible the whole song use was really good it's moments like that to show why this worked as a sequel to top gun really and uh, and what else to say the whole film just weaves together uh amazing script amazingly made a really just a triumph of visual storytelling and action it's just a really well-made film and um it's just put together brilliantly and i'm rambling on at this point but the, the fact of the matter is it's a great film it might even be the best big budget big screen film of the last couple of years it just it really has knocked everything else out of the park and it's great to see that people have actually gone to see this film it's been quite popular you know what i mean it's um you know it's done well done very well even for tom cruise's stands it's done very well it's done like what you would expect a marvel film to do you know, and yeah, it does come off the back of a legacy film, but, you know, it's it's a thing in its own right, which is what a sequel always really needs to be. It needs to be, it needs to be able to stand up on its own and also honour what came before. And this film does that better than most. I just, if, I don't know if I have a grading system on here, actually, but if I do, it's 11 out of 10, 6 out of 5, just brilliant. Go and see it. 
And um, I'm going to be doing a bit more on here, going to be um, tying up some loose ends and then um, of things I was going to do before and then just moving on to make some more stuff for you, hopefully bringing some more soon. I won't leave it as long next time, I promise. And, uh, and yeah, hope you enjoyed this. See you next time. Thank you.